Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Aaron Martin. We are back. Mary Payne Gilbert is back with me this week to recap 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After, the last hour, the final hour of Colton Larissa, and the tell all, and of course, life after lockup. We missed a week. We had international lifestyle travel brand to deal with for Mary Payne, and we're going to be missing a week here and there, too, in August, because uh, you know, Mary Payne, I am moving. That is my big vacation, packing up boxes <laughs> and moving my shit. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard. I've heard about um, that. Uh, can, I, can I also tell our Pink Shade audience how long-suffering I am and what a saint I am and why there should be basically a statue <laughs> raised in my honor during this move. Okay. Because I am not only moving for two weeks because we're having to do some shit to the new house before we get in. So we have some overlap time. Fine. I'm also hosting family, extended family, the weekend before we move and the weekend after we move. Mm-hmm. And is there a reason for that? They don't, they don't know about hotels or what's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> They know about hotels, but they do not want to use them. Also, I have a problem with boundaries. So I'm like, sure, come on over. And now I'm like, this is actually happening. What? What was I thinking? Now, I love these people. They are wonderful. So I don't, you know, I'm happy to see them. However, I really, truly feel like this is my excuse to not do any hosting things at all. Like you're sleeping on the floor. Here is the number for the pizza place. I mean, what am I going to do? I don't even have coffee mugs. I think they're all packed. Yeah, I think that um, a Hampton Inn is a great resource. And perhaps you just see them for <laughs> meals and play dates at the park or the pool. Oh, my God. Oh, why? I don't know. Man, this is the kind of this is the kind of scrapes I always get myself into. This is why I loved Anne of Green Gables as a child, because I was like... She just gets herself into the worst situations. That's me. Okay. I, I just would like to throw it back to you. Just compared your house moving to your childhood of Anne of Green Gables. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking what about? What do you think I'm talking about? Those of us who love Anne of Green Gables love her because she is a girl who gets herself into bad situation after bad situation, but it's all okay in the end. Okay, well, so is like Ramona and Beezus. I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> I'm an Anne girl. I'm an Anne of Green Gables. Don't come for Anne. Don't come for Anne of Green Gables. Okay, but listen, you guys, we are going to try our best to really keep you updated with regular recaps. I will tell you, solid, no questions asked. We are definitely going to do a Hey Bunky on the Patreon every single week. You can always count on that. And thank you for all the Bunkies who have subscribed over there. You go to patreon.com slash heybunky. We're giving you a recap every single week. Right now we're covering 90 Day the other way. We are covering just the very end of Smothered. It's almost over. We are going to add on to that Marrying Millions which is Yay. looking amazing. And we will touch on the family Chantel unless it just sucks heavy sacks. Okay, gross. That, that's, <laughs> I, it took me a second to realize what you said. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something funny. I was talking to my husband about this schedule of us, you know, doing all these shows and stuff, and he has no idea what I'm talking about. But I said, he said, so you're going to take a break like when we're at the beach? I said, no, no breaks. No breaks for Hey Bunky. I said, I'll be recording, you know, at the beach. I'll have my stuff. And he says, what if I want to come up to the bedroom and take a nap that day? I said, it's never happened in uh, 20 years of going to the beach, but okay, if that day you want to come up and take a nap, I will move to another room. But he says, I, I, I can't believe this. I said, listen, it's my excuse to sit on the bed, watch bad TV, and write notes about it. It's it's a vacation win for me, for sure. Right. It's for my job, sir. That's Calm right. down. You could take I'll your get... nap at other times. He hadn't taken a nap in 20 years, but all of a sudden now he's coming up with scenarios where he may need to enter the room in the one hour that I'm recording. <laughs> oh my God. These guys we live with who do not understand us. It's okay. All right. All. So we'll definitely do a Hey Bunky though every week. Uh, Mary Payne and I will probably skip one week in August, the week where I'm actually hosting moving slash being a saint. And then mm-hmm. uh, every other week we'll have a recap for you on the regular Pink Shade podcast. But if you don't see one in your feed for Pink Shade, it's because there is just, you know, shit going on in August that is beyond the control of the goddesses. You so, know what I think? 
I think in your new house, um, you know how your feng shui expert says that the water feature in the certain spot uh-huh, is uh-huh. really good. I think that what you do is you erect a statue of yourself pouring out like some tea and that will be the water and that will be the statue of you pouring the tea and that'll be your water feature. And then it'll also be the statue to you because you're a saint. Right. And the neighbors won't think that's weird at all or anything. Mm-mm. Well, they need to know what they're dealing with. <laughs> No, at least it's not like me squatting, peeing. Ew. <laughs> Stop being grossed out by pee. No, it's like Calvin and Hobbes when people had that Calvin and Hobbes on the back of their car with oh, Calvin peeing. Whatever. Like, that was like a that's... 90s thing that needed to go away. It did go away, thank God. It's, that's not cute. No, don't, it's don't, not cute. Don't, just, don't besmirch Calvin that way. I know. Hey, you guys, before we get started, I want to remind you to join uh, patreon.com slash pink shade if you want bonus pink shade episodes. I'm doing a lot of different stuff over there, and I've been obsessed with multi-level marketing schemes lately, and I'm covering a lot of that. I'm going to be covering the OJ uh, trial on the regular podcast or Patreon. Not sure yet. The OJ podcast that Kim Goldman's doing. It's fascinating. And just a just a whole lot of shit going on on patreon.com slash pink shade mary Payne has a separate patreon as well and it's for pain in the pod and she Mm -hmm. has tons of extra interviews and bonus material completely separate over there as well yep yep and so we're done with that let's talk about happily ever after here we go let's start with the uh, basically the whole first hour of this past sunday night which was this is the end, the end, my friends, of Colt and Larissa. I mean, is this the end? It seems like they were trying to wrap it up. It's never going to be over. But this Mm-mm. was this was their attempt to wrap up their story. Yeah, there was a lot of disturbing things. Um, one of them being Larissa's um, new lips. That was disturbing. Um, listen, plump up what you got. I'm happy for you. But my gosh, they seemed a little out of control. Not as bad as the girl on Smothered. No. Um, <laughs> But she wanted, she wanted, she wants a thousand dollars a month in alimony. And, um, he's like, you know, finally I got her to agree to a nothing. Um, I was like, well, once again, Larissa has amazing negotiation skills. Um, but they have a new car with AC and Debbie's still pulling on her seatbelt. Um, Larissa's living with Carmen and then this whole thing about testifying against her in trial. So this is basically what this one hour is. It's will he, will he or won't he? He doesn't want to be the reason she's deported, but Debbie's like, you will, you will testify against her. I mean, Debbie is on a full rampage about it. Oh, she's on she, a full rampage. And have you ever seen anything more horrifying than Debbie imitating Larissa once again yeah. at that outside table? Mm-hmm. I'm like... Are you trying to horrify us even worse than you already have, Debbie, with your wolf head and your like crazy eagle and your severed hands? It's shocking hearing her do that over and over again. And she also seems, mm, let's get real for a second. Okay. We're talking to our listeners here who Mm -hmm. are hopefully on the same page. Debbie seems a little out of sorts in every scene. Does she not? I mean, she seems a little bit disheveled. Her speech is a little bit slower. I'm not saying she's on anything or she's drinking secretly. A lot of people have been alleging that, but she is definitely like a a different version of Debbie, even than the craziest version we've seen. Oh, I think she's exactly the same as she's always been. I I think that. I, I do. I think she's always mm. talk like that. Colty, I miss you. That's how she's imitating Larissa. It's so strange. And then that strange thing when they're in the, you know, what 30-something-year-old man takes his mother with him to his lawyer about his divorce? It's just so strange. It's like the two of them together were married to her. Do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. Like, That's like exactly he, how it is. They were holding hands. Weren't they holding hands? They were holding hands. <gasps> and, and then when they were outside, when he she was gardening, which is funny because they're in Vegas and there's nothing grows. And she was gardening and he sits her at the table and says, you know, Larissa was texting me last night and she was looking for money for her lawyer. And he puts his hand on top of his mother's like, but don't worry. Like, I am going to testify against her. And I mean... I've never just put my hand on top of one of my parents and look at them lovingly to talk about testifying against someone in court. I mean, it's just so strange. We've already talked about the fact that we don't take our our mother's head in our hands and say, I will never leave you. So weird. I know. It's just gotten to a whole new level of darkness. I mean, this is like heart of darkness shit right now. And also, what did Debbie do? 
before Larissa entered her life and wrecked her marriage with Colt. What did she do with her time? Because all she is focused on now is Larissa and getting her relationship back with Colt. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we know they had that margarita date night every week. They did. And they're they're trying to get back on track with their date night. Keep the love um, alive. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what she did for entertainment. If she sat in that camo chair and watched Days of Our Lives. Like, I don't know what she was doing before. But this has definitely given her a, a, a reason to live. Oh, my God. She just like, <laughs> she was just like slamming down the arm on that slot machine over and over again all day. Cooking beef stew. <laughs> Jesus. With nothing, with nothing coming out because she didn't restock the coins. Um <laughs> Yeah, but we do get to the, the happy times, which is uh, Larissa's new boyfriend. <gasps> we need music. I don't even know what that music, music would be. Lifetime uh, movie about a serial killer among us. Uh, you think he's a serial killer? Okay. At first, I was tweeting like, oh my God, Larissa upgraded in every way possible. Woo woo. Good for her. And you know what? In the looks department, let's just say anyone's really an upgrade from Colt. Also, in the personality department, because Colt is evil and a douchebag. Yeah. This guy, though, the longer I witnessed him trying to act like a human on TV, was creeping me the fuck out. Like, he is creepy. I'm sorry. He's yeah. creepy. I do not agree with this. Okay. All right. I, Shocker. I don't, I, 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 shocking. But I don't understand where you get that from. I mean... It was weird that every single time he went to kiss her, she turned her head. Exactly. He laid on top of her on the bed, and she turned her head like, he, 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 do it more, but don't kiss me on the mouth like Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. I didn't understand. Um, but why do you think he's creepy? You think he's, like, too happy to be on camera, or you think he... Yeah, I think he's happy to be on camera. I think he, like, strokes her leg like he's making sure her skin is soft enough to uh, use for a lamp later or something. <laughs> That's so gross. No, I. Well, look, I, I'm he's creepy. He's creepy. At, at first, I thought he was trying to um, prove that he was a male that would be interested in a woman. That's what I was thinking at first. Me too. But Me too. then I started thinking, no, I think he's really into her and really likes her, and I didn't get that vibe at all. Now, maybe next week at the tell-all when he jumps in and tries to you know, slam down Colty, maybe, maybe my opinion will change. But for now I, I'm leaving my opinion open on, uh, Eric, the 26 year old guy with a job who brings the one rose. And he's like, I'm here to pick up Larissa for a date. Ding. I, with that smile. I'm like, Oh, what? <laughs> Hell no. He was creeping me. The fuck out. I don't know why I can't put my finger on it, but I just have to go with my gut from my years of experience watching many a shit show. I am, I'm not feeling like, like Mark and Nikki vibes from back in the day, like actual evil creep, just Ooh, like yeah. kind of low key creep. He definitely wants to be on camera. He has not necessarily the motivation of wanting to be Larissa's true love. I think he's just kind of wanting to be on the show. Fine. A lot of people are on the show because they want to be on the show. Ashley and Jay. Hi, Ashley. But he's got something else going on too. He's not like all there. Well, I. A lot of people were posting about his inside out shirt. And I was like, it was, first of all, when they showed him from behind in the, on the collar, it said Anchorman. And then when you saw him standing talking with his inside out shirt, you could see Will Ferrell as Anchorman on the shirt. So I'm sure that they told him wear a plain, you know, wear plain colors for TV. Like just wear a solid, like they tell you wear a solid. And he comes into this shirt with Will, with Will's head as big as his own head. And they were like, you know what? Fuck this guy. We're not even going to... This will take so many thousands of dollars to blur this. You just got to show him that shit inside out. Oh, you just got fuzzy. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. They made, it, they made him turn it inside out. They were like, we're not spending all the money on this. No. Yeah, I know. And does he sweat? He didn't have any deodorant marks on there, which also makes him suspect in my book. It's a dry heat there in Las Vegas. Mm, I don't know. So he also is claiming to not know anything about Larissa's arrest. I thought that scene on the bed was so fake about her like, I have something to tell you. <laughs> the best part of... Eddie, the whole hour of the Colt, Larissa, Eric, Carmen, everybody drama was when she was like, come here, child. And he's like, what? What? <laughs> Abduction? Who? Granola bar? Like, he couldn't understand what she was saying. <laughs> Granola bar. <laughs> he was like, what are you saying? Yes. That was funny. <laughs> and then he was just like, oh, child. Okay. Like, no big deal. Yeah. And she's like, I was arrested three times for domestic violence. And he's like, that's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. It's okay with me. I support you. I'm like, what is wrong with this dude? 
this is yeah. fake or his, weird or like, I don't know, whatever. His acting was pretty good. Her acting is her normal tell where she sort of half smiles and looks down because yes. she knows she's had to do the acting. Um, but he acted real uh, shocked as if he did not Google her the minute he found her on Tinder or wherever. Right, exactly. Now, I also love when Colty and Debbie are, after they hold hands and walk into the lawyer's office, and they says, or the lawyer's saying something to them like, okay, if you guys are going after each other like cats and dogs, and Debbie's like, she's not getting custody of the cats. That was so weird that I rewound it a couple of times, and then I got scared because she said it. She's not getting custody of the cats. Like, she understood that that was a joke, a play on words of what the lawyer had said. And then she did the weirdest lifting of the gums, like, heh heh, the <laughs> smile that was just real quick. Like, the gums went up and down over her teeth. Heh <laughs> heh. And that was it. Ugh. It was the strangest thing. And I was like, once again, this is why you don't take your mother to your divorce lawyer meeting. No, no. But She's you have embarrassing to, I mean, you. That's his new partner. That's his new partner who was his old partner. They need to, they're, they're a team. They are a team. Jesus Christ, these people. So basically, the whole end of the hour, we see Larissa uh, doesn't go to the hearing. Her lawyer tells her not to go because ICE could actually detain her, deport her. I don't know. Lock her up if she shows up to the thing. And I'm like, can a lawyer tell you how to evade ICE? I don't know that you really want to be saying that on camera. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't go. And we find out that the trial, is it called a trial? Whatever. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, delayed like, two months. It was a like preliminary hearing or something. And of course, you, Occult and Debbie were so excited to show up in their mm -hmm, new car mm -hmm. and just really stick it to Larissa and show her how happy they are without her. And they were very disappointed she wasn't there. Oh, yeah. They had the revenge air conditioning on, full blast. They were, mm -hmm. yeah, they were super disappointed. They have to wait two more months to put her through hell. Okay, now here's another, here's the the con of all the pros that Larissa because I've been pro Larissa because Colty and Debbie are so awful however a lot of people are pointing out and I agree with this Larissa moving on with his new boyfriend and still no mention you know getting lip injections just kind of trying to live her best life and then get money from Colty then negotiating down to zero of course and never really making mention of her kids or how you know that original plan she was saying of bringing them over she kind mm -hmm. of like has let that go it it really reminds you that she is not some innocent victim here either. She is just out for herself. I wondered about the kids too. Yeah, I was like, is I she going to talk good. about them ever? No. She never does. Yeah. She never does. It's I don't sad. know. I don't know. What um, do you, I mean, do or do you ever do you ever think about that or are we just like letting her off the hook for all of that? Well, one of them you may as well just forget about because the the parent has full custody. Um, the other child like lives with her dad or something. And, you know, when she, they went through that whole thing with Debbie, when, you know, they said that they were just telling her about the kids, she said, you know, her dream would be to have them both come over. But I mean, I don't, I don't know legally, maybe she can't say it. I have no idea. I have no idea, but it makes me very sad or maybe makes him very happy because maybe they're better off where they are. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I don't know. It makes me sad, though, and it makes me kind of like side-eye Larissa when she's like, I just want to be free and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like so happy that she's out of the clutches of Colty and Mama Bates. But at the same time, <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of these people, whatever. Everyone on the show is like half disgusting, if not totally disgusting. All right, let's move on to the tell-all. Yeah, so we roll into the tell-all, sort of like uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills rolling into Vanderpump Rules. We roll into... <laughs> seamlessly. Uh, yes, yeah, seamlessly we roll into the uh, tell-all. We see Colty in the car in New York, and he's saying, well, Larissa signed the divorce papers, and she agreed to no alimony, and I hope she does show up at the tell-all. I have things I'd like to say to her, blah, blah, blah. So then we show Larissa getting all set up in her house, and she and her boyfriend, again, do this weird non-kiss thing, like, Put, touch their cheeks together and um you know when the show starts ashley and Chantel both kind of go in on what an asshole colt has been behind the scenes and larissa says she's happy she's not there with him and then andre was like i i, I believe larissa scammed colt and then she says through the marriage she found out some things but because of the court she can't defamate colt defamate sounds anyway um and then i'm like i thought it was right. defamation uh, no, she says she can't defamate Colt. Okay. And so she can't defamate him. In my opinion, she probably signed some sort of NDA about their marriage. Mm -hmm. And it's got to be like, 
Debbie dresses up like a cat and Colt chases her around and makes her ring a bell. I mean, it's got to be something so fucked up. It's got to be something crazy. <laughs> he makes her ring a motherfucking bell. <laughs> oh. he, cl- he climbs up on the cat tower oh, and God. Debbie tries to claw him down. I don't know. I mean, something weird. It's something real weird. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't breathe. That is definitely happening. That is definitely happening, Mary Payne. You know something what? strange. It mm-hmm. is definitely something strange. She, we can't, you know, we can defamate him if she can't. So we can just put all these hypotheticals forward. He was using her for a blow-up doll since mm-hmm. the beginning of their marriage. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she deserves some money. She deserves something. But I'm sure she signed some shit that she can't talk about. I wonder if it has to do with their using alcohol, too. I don't know. I, I think it's probably like, look, I'm going to do what I can to make sure your visa doesn't get yanked. If you sign this to say you won't talk about the cat costumes. I don't know. Right. Exactly. Or like how we brush each other's hair at night and the cats all together on the bed. Naked. <sighs> Naked. All right. So they all get on the couches. Uh, well, actually, before we get a lot of backstage drama between Colty and Chantel. Now, first, Pedro sees Ashley before we get into the secondary drama. <laughs> he is my boo because he's like, where's your husband? Like, immediately. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Ashley's mm-hmm. like, he's a cheater. I don't know where he is. I don't know where he's going to show up. And then she talks about being young. He's young and and she's stupid. And I'm like, that pretty much sums it up, yeah. But she mm-hmm. is uh, not really getting triggered by Pedro's questions, which is interesting because then Chantel totally triggers Colt by talking about his mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Colt triggers Nicole. And then Colt triggers Nicole. They are all, this is actually a really interesting tell-all in in a different way than some of them are because they don't meet each other. They don't know each other. They're not filmed together, but they are all up in each other's business big time. And I kind of love it. Yeah. Remember last year when Fernanda was just like openly mocking Larissa, you know, how she would be and everything. She was like, Colty. And she's like, oh, she's so fake, you know, blah, blah, blah. I loved it. Look how the tides have turned. You know, last year, everyone was super pissed at Larissa. I remember Larissa was acting like a total diva, coming late and changing outfits. She, her luggage got lost. She was taking forever. Everyone hated her. Yeah. And this year, they're like, Larissa, you look great when she Skypes in, and everyone fucking hates Colt. It is completely reversed. Yep. Yeah, as yep, it should. Yep, yep. As it should. Uh-huh. Everybody, you know, was like, oh, she's such a gold digger and whatnot, but now they've seen the 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 heli that she was living in the total heli so tell us so recap quickly what happens between colt and chantel backstage and then we'll go on stage and quickly go through each couple the highlights okay so backstage um i don't know why chantel says this she says something like oh 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 so pedro and chantel are having a little you know back and forth and chantel's like i can't with you you know it's too early and she make a joke about divorce and then colt says let me tell you what love is not enough to keep you married and she goes oh really do you love your mom more than you love your wife i was like damn and then pedro's like uh chantel no 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 and she starts leaning forward like and he's like, oh, really? Because I hope one day that you'll be as nice to your mother as I am to my mother and blah, blah, blah. And Chantel's like, okay, right. You know, she's just, she's ready. I mean, she's ready to fight. She's ready to fight. And then she stands up and says, do not say one thing to me. Do not speak one thing. He goes, two things, three things, four things. I mean, I was like, oh, cult. Fucking creepazoid. Yeah. And then poor Nicole just swings through. It's like, hi, everybody. And she goes, hey, where's your husband? What's oh, what's his name? Has, oh, has he ever even been here to the United States? Okay, I see you later. I know. I, like, I know. What the hell? Colty doesn't have someone to pick on, so he has to, like, start fighting with everyone. And Chantel's triggered him about the mom thing. But I loved that she busted out the beginning of her classic line. You will not disrespect me like this tonight. She did bust that out. She was only missing the bitch-ass, slut-ass whore. Yeah, she did. She did do the same head wag. Like, you will not talk to me like that. You will not. And he told her to shut the fuck up. I mean, I was like, oh, okay, this is let, let's just do the whole show backstage. Seriously. And him yeah. man spreading on that couch Ew. was not a was a sight to behold. It was not pleasant to look at. Ashley was like, 
curled up against the arm as far as she could go. She was like, <laughs> she was ta- she was like sitting on the one cheek. You know when you do the one cheek sit. Oh yeah, Colt she was like, like he he spreads. He can spread. Well, and he also, as we know, can press his knees together very tightly and grip them with his hands. Oh my god, I got a screenshot of all of them on the couch that I really need as an oil painting, where he is grabbing his knees so hard it looks like he's gonna take flight like a rocket because he has no he has no chair to grab. So he's like just grabbing those fucking knees as hard as he can. It's camo chair except for Colt on the couch do, reliving it. Colt on the couch. Colt on the couch. Okay, let's talk about out on the stage. Sean Robinson is there questioning all of her life choices and what's brought her back here. She's like, hey, hey, saying hi to everyone. I have to say, Nicole looked better than she's ever looked. Nicole? Yeah. Yeah. Her hair was great. I don't love that purple grow out situation, but it looked good. It was a good cut. She had on a nice dress. Her makeup was like really fresh face. I mean, I thought she looked really pretty. I was like, good for you, Nicole, because man, you have, this has not been a good look for you. You know, just in general, like her choices, everything. I don't mean physically, but she was looking good at the reunion. So I was like, good for Nicole. I would give her props. Now, Sean, of course, always looks great. She's greeting everyone. Paula and Russ come on because they have to show up at every goddamn reunion. I mean, I'm like, every time I see them, I'm like, I can't believe you're still here. Yeah, and people were posting all those pictures of her walking in in her, like, tracksuit with her hood pulled up and her giant sunglasses. And people are like, you're not J-Lo. And nobody thinks you're J-Lo. No, so nobody stop. thinks you're yeah. not a Kardashian. So, yeah, they're all excited to be there because this is basically how they make their living now. They're just full-time 90-day fiancé stars, and I use that term loosely. They're ready to fight with everyone because they don't have much going on themselves. Paula's ready to call Colt out and Pedro and whatever. Again, I'm glad that they're all in the mix with each other. Andre shows up, and I noticed you glossed over this when you spoke of him earlier. He shows up in suspenders and a bow tie. Please, please comment on this choice, Mary Payne. Your boyfriend was looking crazy. What is crazy about it? That is his look. (laughs) There's nothing crazy about it. I mean... A bow tie and suspenders? Yes. That's the look he was going for. That's fine. That could be a very, very popular Moldovan style. You don't know. So when you were down in Mexico on vacation, you guys going out to a nice dinner, did you suggest a bow tie and suspenders to the hubs? (laughs) No, he prefers a belt. Um, (laughs) Like 99.9% of the population. Listen, I'm not saying that I would like for my husband to wear that or my child. I'm just saying that was his look and it was fine. It wasn't like he came out there and like, I don't know, like in drag. I mean, you got everybody's acting like he had on this crazy outfit. I was like, he just was zhuzhing up his look, oh my and God. that's how he chose to do it. Only Andre can make suspenders and a bow tie look sinister. Like, normally <laughs> you would look like a little fucking kid, like, you know, alfalfa or whatever on Little Rascals. He comes yeah. out in that bow tie and suspenders, and it, it makes it look like kind of an evil villain to me. Because we know how I feel about today. He also came there to fight. You know, he's always ready to fight. But he came there to call out everyone who is not truly in love and is using each other for the green card. Kind of like a Lauren and Alexi on the reunion. They were on the the reunion. They were on with Danielle and Muhammad and how they got so pissed off at Muhammad because he was giving them a bad name. That's what, yeah, yeah. That's what Andre's think, doing. Yeah. He definitely yeah. thinks, yeah, he, they didn't really get to their, they didn't get to their segment nope, nope. on this time. We're going to get to them later, but Andre was just there as a, the peanut gallery to comment on how everyone's giving him a bad name. Same with Russ and Paula. Now they did congratulate everyone on their babies and it's very sweet. And I think that was a sweet part of both of their storylines. Obviously everyone loves a baby and they both talked about how their babies look like the dad, but act like the mom, which in both cases mm-hmm. isn't necessarily great news for anyone. Mm-hmm. Paula did say when she came in, she goes, you know, Russ and I were just fighting about everything. And, you know, at, well, first when I was pregnant, I was very zen, but now I have no patience. I was like, okay, we yeah, get it. You're going to try to be spicy. We get it. We yeah. get it. Now, Nicole, actually, we get nothing on her either. She just sits there looking cute. Like I said, mm-hmm. she's looking great at the reunion, but she is not, we're not even getting to the as and stuff yet until next week. The main coverage on this first hour of the tell-all was all about Larissa and Colt, Ashley mm-hmm. and Jay, and Chantel and Pedro. Now, are we to assume that 
they haven't seen all this footage because they sure were acting like it. I think that Chantel had not seen all of the footage because whenever they filmed the reunion, they must have been halfway through airing the season. And you imagine they probably get the episode just one week in advance. I mean, I know that's like the housewives get them like one week in advance. I don't even know um, if they get them in advance. They might actually just see them the night of. Yeah, so I don't know if how, how much in advance. And then, you know, also when they filmed this and whatever. But she did seem... Some of the stuff she knew, she was oh about him dancing with the girl, but she definitely did not know about that throwing the ring in the drink. Yeah, and how she's like, and how he said, oh, Karina's looking well. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was she not to, happy yeah. with that. Yeah, she used to have a crush on me and, you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff. And mm-hmm. and every time, uh, every time, um, God, her name just went out of my mind. Every time Chantel was trying to talk and then Colt was like, uh, you need to let Pedro talk. Do not say one thing to me. <laughs> I was feeling Chantel. I was like, yes. I'm like, someone on this couch needs to scream at that motherfucker. I'm glad she did. She's the oh girl to do it. He's like, okay, Chantel, you're not a diva. And she's like, neither are you. <laughs> it was awesome. Know, it was great. And Sean Robinson just sits there. She's like, mm. she just kind of looks back and forth. I'm like, this is such a weird gig. You know, it's like you want them to fight, but they're kind of scary, too. Yeah. I mean, did you see when they were showing that footage of the putting the ring and the drink and all that? They were showing the corner of all the other people. And so Nicole and Powell were both smiling but covering their mouths watching it. Elizabeth was just staring angrily at the screen. Jay, of course, was laughing because he was like, go, Pedro. Chantel is just staring daggers. And then she starts crying and Pedro is smiling. I know. She was like, she's like, uh, you didn't go home to be with your family. You went to hang out with hoes. Yes. <laughs> then she goes crazy on him, which I kind of loved. But Pedro tells us he's been so depressed lately that he hasn't even been able to play video games in his rocket chair. Uh, that's that's pretty low. Um, he says he's been very depressed. He doesn't want to play his video games. Does he want to stay here or does he just want to fuck off and leave? I don't know. I think Pedro, he didn't even get to fuck off the first time. He only got one night of lap dancing and then Chantel flew on down there and now he's got, he filmed this whole family Chantel thing that's coming out. They have to keep the drama going. I feel like they have real moments because you can tell they're pissed off, but there is just something strange about the fact that this is so long in the making, you know, like, and, and also the spinoff, the family Chantel, it's like, they have to stay amped for it. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, he kind of joked before it started, like, oh, she's going to be seeing some stuff and, oh, I'm going to be in trouble. Ha ha. I'm like, that's not funny. Mm-mm. And then when they showed it and she kind of cried a little bit. And then when they went to break and the two of them were sitting on the couch and she was like, you know, baby, what's wrong? And he was like, this is just the same thing over and over. And I don't know. And, you know, and she goes, oh, I know. But it's sort of like beforehand, they agreed, like, we're just going to get through this. And then afterwards, we're going to be fine. But then like, they weren't fine. They, were, they weren't <laughs> you know? fine. They weren't fine. I think that's exactly what happens. I think you're right. They do this thing where they're like, okay, it's going to be dramatic. We'll fight. But you know what? Everything's fine between us. But then when the, when they actually see footage and they start talking about it, they do renew their real anger. Yeah. And yeah. then we see um, mother and father Chantel <laughs> come on the screen. Einstein's after, apple, after, baby. After we see a montage of Lydia and Nicole and all the horrible things they've said about the family Chantel. Oh, yeah. Then we see Karen and Thomas. And that's when um, uh, Pedro stands up. He's like, uh, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not doing this. No, no, no. And he gets up. And he goes, I go to the bathroom. I Good go to the bathroom. Good for him. Good for him. I'd go to the bathroom, too. Never come out again. He says, I don't want to talk to them. I don't give a damn. And meanwhile, the mom is like, oh, Pedro needs to mature and grow up. Now, then Mother Chantel starts with um, a 20-minute rendition of Einstein's Law. And she says it it starts with gravity. And there's a tree. And then one day, an apple grew from the tree. And then Einstein said, and Sean cuts her off and goes, okay, the apple doesn't fall from the tree. We got it. And I was like, first of all, it's Newton. Second of all, you could have just said, what we just saw in that clip shows us that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You could have said it in one sentence. When she started going in that circle, and Pedro, they show his face, and he is like scrunching up his face like, what is this crazy woman saying? And Chantel pats him like, just hold on. She'll get to it. Like, hold on. She's getting there. Yeah. It'll, it'll take it'll take a minute. But Sean Robinson was like, I'm, 
I'm here to move the show along. We yeah. get it. We can't, we you can't know? take it, Karen. Like we're all set. Yeah. We're all set yeah. with your, with your fucked up theory. That doesn't even yeah. make sense. Yeah. Now we're going to be seeing a ton of this kind of speechifying on the family Chantel, which is premiering <laughs> very soon. With no and Sean Robinson to cut it off. With no Sean Robinson to cut it off. Mm-mm. The tiny cowboy hats, the tasers, the long speeches, the botched mixed messages, the we are harvesting plantains down here is you, all wait, going I, to be happening. Do you think um, Pedro may be angry because perhaps he's had some um, steroids? Because he looks real pumped up. I don't know. You know, a lot of people say that, and I, I never have any idea. I mean, I met Jackson in person, and everyone was like, was he on drugs? I'm like, I don't know. He was an asshole. Like, yeah, yeah, that was just asshole. I, I just know. can't, I just never know what's going on with people. I do know that Debbie looks <laughs> really, really disheveled and is acting a little crazier than usual. And that's why I called her out. But I don't know what anyone's on ever. I don't know. Yeah, well, Maybe he is. He's, ta- he's taking some sort of bodybuilding supplement because he's really gotten big. I would really like to hear uh, Tark and Dean weigh in on this. Oh my God. Yes. We need the professionals. They are there for Chantel. That is Dean's boo. I love them. That was so cute last week when he just turned right over to Tark and goes, I love her. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like rooting for them. Man, he's got another 90-day fiancé somewhere else. And I'm like, oh, just get with Chantel. Bump Pedro out of the way. You can do it. All right. Yeah. Let's move on to talk about Ashley and Jay for like a hot minute because I can't even with them anymore. I mean, they are talking about they got divorced for the hunch for the time. The only thing interesting about them on this tell-all is the fact that Jay is going to spill some tea on Ashley. Mm-hmm. Now, he I hasn't hope. yet, but I feel like it's going to be something about these rumors of her having a sugar daddy, someone who pays for everything, or I don't know, something in that family. So I was on um, Grant Trent's podcast this week, and he wanted to talk about Ashley, you know, saying her long 400-page uh, goodbye on Instagram, how she's saying goodbye to reality TV and blah, 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 which, of course, isn't, I mean, God bless. I mean, Whatever. we'll see her in, in 25 minutes. She'll be right back. And he and I were talking about that, and he didn't know all the ins and outs of filed for divorce, unfiled, refiled, unfiled. He's in ICE. You know, there's claims of uh, somebody raped somebody. Somebody has a 95-year-old husband. Like, somebody cut themselves in the face with a Jack Daniels bottle. I said, I said... I said, how much time do you have, Grant? I said, because I follow it pretty closely, and I don't even know. I said, I said, bottom line is, is these two have fully admitted that they lied a lot a for lot. TV, a lot. And even only a couple of months ago, they were, like, posting some wedding photo shoot they did, and they're like, don't come at us, haters. We had this was contractually, we had to do this for a wedding magazine. I was like, I'm so sure some wedding magazine wants to put you guys as their uh, cover story. Yeah, I mean, right, exactly. And just before that, Ashley had written this huge Instagram post about how like TLC and Sharp made them act like they were broken up and they were always fine and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you want it both ways? I, I don't even understand what is going on with them. And I've lost... I guess I've lost my motivation to care at this point. Mm-hmm. I would like that. I would like Jay to call her out and for something to be true and for us to find out some dirt. But otherwise, like their whole quote relationship, I don't give a fuck about it. Well, pal, trying to make herself um, relevant here. You know, Ashley said something about like we were still sleeping in the same bed together. We were still together, and you were texting that girl. He said I slept on the couch, and she said you slept on that couch that one night because you were texting that girl all night. And you hear pal go gross. And he, go, and he goes, gross. And Kyle goes, what can, what can we expect? You are 21. You're disgusting. And I was like, Pal just like mouthing over to herself, like, gross. I know. Seriously. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was pretty funny. Oh, my God. That's all they're there for is just drama, drama, drama. I, I mean, of course, they're not going to be together. Or, you know what? Maybe they are, and they've been lying to us again. I have no idea. Apparently, yeah. Jay is in custody. He's in ICE custody right now. Right. But now she, but now she then pulled the whatever. So maybe he could get out because she feels bad. And Sean asks if, you know, if, if he could, could he get another chance? And he said, you know, he did love her and her girls and, you know, she would also have to change her ways. And then Pow and Andre chime in again. They don't want to be put in the same boat with Jay. You give others a bad name. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Andre, sit down. Andre. Sir. You have suspenders and a bow tie on. We'll hear from you later. <laughs> All right. Who else do we need to cover before we peace out and go over to life after lockup? Uh, it was really um, shit. I think. Oh, Coles um, and Larissa. What the hell? Well, I think that, you know, we, we 
we get into that because we see the boyfriend come over and the weird kissing and then talking to her and all she's saying is like, I can't talk about things, you know, defamate him. And that's really all, that's really all she says. Colt's just there to be like, you're right. Most of us in the preview, most of us in the preview for next week. I think that's when it goes down. Yeah. And Colt's like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, God, do you think Debbie's going to show up to be his backup? I mean, he needs her with him. I think we would have gotten a preview of Debbie and her men's button down shirt if she was coming. Um, but you know, for next week, we just get a preview of the family Chantel and Pedro the whole time is looking disgusted and pissed the whole time they're showing the preview. Uh, we see them in therapy. We see the family delve into the sister's boyfriend. I was like, Oh, all right. A twist. Um, then their family's going to the DR and that's where we see the mom going, I will get into a fight right here in this alley. Um, Blah, 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 blah. So then the first half is over, and we see them all walking off the set. And Pal says, I miss my baby. And I wanted to yell, boobs. Um, hashtag boobs. We also see a preview for them showing the clip of Andre taking that goddamn phone out of Libby's hands. And I cannot wait for him to be called out for that. Okay. All right. I'm here for it. <laughs> so then they leave. It is going to be good. Don't gloss over that. That's going to be a big moment. He needs to answer, and you know his answer is not going to be good. No, no, no. I think at this point he's had enough time to really think about his answer mm-mm, mm-mm. and hopefully been guided that he does not need to defend his actions. He does not take guidance. He doesn't cry. Who do you think he is? No, he's not. He is going to double down on that shit. I swear. I predict it right now. Okay, you guys, if you want to hear more 90 Day the Other Way, that's the other show that's on Monday nights, Family Chantel. And The End of Smothered, which is, what was this week? The penultimate episode. So next week is the finale. Yeah. So we are going to be covering that over on patreon.com slash heybunky. But we have to move on to Life After Lockup okay. now. Okay, right. let's there. do it. Let's start with, I said, the jaundiced twins are in Vegas. They're looking a little more gray than usual. And if you notice in the interview, Clint's tuft is all the way down. I mean, oh. combed flat to his head. Remember, it it's is the early warning system. Yeah. Blending in with his skin. It's, it couldn't be more down. It, it could not be more, be more down. It is completely flattened against his forehead. This means all signs point to Clint's not doing well. Now, he's not doing well because apparently he's a cheating bastard. <laughs> well, I think that uh, having experience with cheating bastards in my life, I think that he is trying to be an asshole to her because he feels bad about what he did. So it's a, it's exactly. a, it's not you, it's not you, it's me situation. Um, he says she's just in a bad mood and the negativity is really bringing Tracy down. She's trying to pose in front of the Vegas sign. He's like, fine. Stomping over like a two year old. I know. And, she's uh, trying to like flash those yellow teeth for a selfie. He will not participate in any of it. And you're exactly right. He is doing that because he, he knows that he's going to get called out and he's trying to deflect it with, I'm just, you know, I'm just not feeling well today. Right. He's trying to somehow make her feel bad. Exactly. And so he says, you know, she's like, ooh, we got a room with a jacuzzi. Now, they're like on the fifth floor of this hotel in Vegas. So what kind of Vegas hotel is it that only has five floors? But so they go to this room and she says, ooh, our room has a jacuzzi. And he says, I have bad feelings about the jacuzzi from last time. And then we get the motherfucking crack uh, flashback. Now. Do we think this happened the way that this showed that it happened? She picks up the phone to try to take the selfie, and he still got his airplane pillow around his neck like 12 hours later. And do we think this is how this happened? Because she picks up the phone to take a selfie, and a text comes up from this girl. Right. For Stephanie. Do we think that's, do we think that's how this actually happened? Okay. This was a question I had as well. Many of us did. Was this, you know, planned out beforehand? Did Clinton know it was going to happen? And since he's such a bad actor, he couldn't even stand it. And that's why he was miserable. Or did this actually go down? I don't know, but I'm leaning toward it went down like this because of Tracy's reaction. She's not a great actress. You know, she was like losing it. And then the fact that Clint kicks in a door at the end of public property, not public property, the hotel's property. I was like... That doesn't seem like fake fighting to me. The craziest thing is when the two of them jump on the elevator and the producer jumps in the elevator next to them (laughs) and is recording them through the elevator shaft, screaming at each other. It's amazing. This is like some Afghanistan war zone shit. Oh my God, it was insane. (laughs) It was 
like Black Hawk Down. Yes, I was like, I'm, I'm like typing this. Oh my God, these producers are like, God, talk about hazard pay. I feel like the camera crew happen. for Love After Lockup, 90 Day, and now Marrying Millions. But Love After Lockup probably, and some of the locations in 90 Day, like with Paul and the machete and shit, they're like embedded journalists in war zones. Yeah, like they have to film as if they are at war. Because yeah, the so people she- are so unpredictable. I mean, that fucking camera crew who had to crawl under Nicole's trailer? God damn. Those people. <laughs> those people deserve a medal, too. Well, so she t- takes his phone in the bathroom. And he, so she takes it and slams the door. And so then he's kicking the door. And the camera's, like, in the door. She, he's kicking the door, still with the airplane pillow on his neck. Kicking the door, kicking the door. <laughs> she opens the door and is like, Rah! like a like a <laughs> lunatic. Then she attacks the camera. Get the fuck out of here. And he's like slamming his head around still with that thing around his neck. And <laughs> it's the, it's the, it's some crazy, uh, methed out, cracked out behavior. I mean, that was crazy. Allegedly. It was, it was allegedly. Exactly. Clint losing his goddamn mind with a neck pillow on is everything I, mean, I need their, from the show. Swinging their rolling suitcases around at each other. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> And Tracy, like I said, Tracy's reaction was not scripted. That did not seem like a planned thing. I mean, she went feral. Yeah, but that's my question is that did he know? I don't know. Is he so stupid that he didn't block that girl? Do you know what I mean? Like, why didn't he okay. block her? I'm going okay, to stop right. you there. I'm going to stop you there. All right. All right. You just started a, a sentence with. Is he so stupid that the answer that to the question you're asking, no matter what the end of that is, is yes. We're talking okay, about right. Clint Mary Payne. I know, but if you're any kind of guy trying to hide up your misdoings, you seemed you, I don't, you're right, you're right, you're right. Clint Sorry. was excited when Tracy only took one shoe, his credit card and the ring, you know, or left the ring behind when she, after she smoked her motherfucking crack. He, remember? I mean, he, he is not a smart man. Bless him. Bless. Awesome. Okay. okay, you're right. Right. All right. So, All right, yeah. so that that's the end of them. They, they right. we end up looking at them look like lunatics. All right. Now, someone who obviously is feeling very scripted are Scott and Lizzie. Very, very, very scripted, and mm-hmm. not a good script either. No, <laughs> not a good script. Kind of like a showgirl script, like a bad script. They are. It's feeling very forced, very fake. The only interesting part... Okay, so they're on the beach. Scott gives her the ring. She's like, oh my God, I don't want to marry you, blah, blah, blah. She runs into the water. Her her drawers are hanging down. I'm like, Lizzie, pull up your shit. But whatever. They do this whole thing on the beach. The most interesting part was when she was looking through his drawers. And she found what she thinks is a dope spoon. Mm-hmm. Now, do you want to um, explain to people what this is? Or her licking his face. Was that oh, the most oh, interesting oh, part? Oh, I, I actually tried to forget <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. All right. We'll, we'll go past it then. Oh, um, all right. Also, I want to say, how did he just whip out this ring if he didn't even know she was coming? Exactly. All right. Thank so, you. yeah. So the dope spoon, um, she is going through the drawer for some reason and finds some spoon that it's, it's like a serving ladle for meat or something. And it's like a fork. Said, yeah. It's like a giant serving piece. It's not right. like a real spoon. And it's like, you know, obviously like real silver or whatever, because it's a little bit um, discolored, you know, because nobody's polishing it there at Scott's house. And right, but somebody's cooking up dope in a spork. Yeah, it seems like you'd get a smaller regular spoon. Um, it just seems like to me it's rusted because that's what real silver does. And then she takes all the spoons and throws them around. And then he gets a potato peeler and it was like, I could really do some things with this potato peeler. <laughs> so he, he is trying to make a joke of it. And he says, it's not residue. Um, and she says, you know, my probation says no alcohol and uh, no drugs, uh, which is interesting in and of itself. And yeah. then she, they show her in her talking head and she's showing her tattoos and she's talking to something. She slurs something about Deuteronomy and slamming heroin in her arm, and so she put Deuteronomy on her other arm. I don't know. It was a lot, and none of it's true, and she does not want to get back together with him, and she can't move to California anyway. So, I mean... Exactly. Exactly. Okay, here's my takeaway from it. Uh, Scott is no longer opening his eyes at all during his interview segments. Oh, he's gone the way of Michael, who's just fully eyes closed? Fully eyes closed. 100%. I was like, open him, open him, open him, open him. Nope. 
Nope, he's refusing. He is now closing his eyes 100% completely for the entire talking head portion of his filming. And I'm like, all right, Scott, you know what? If somebody's like calling you out on having dope spoons, this might not be a good look for your interview segments. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. check out well, Scott's Instagram, guys, if you really want to see well, that's what I was about to say. If you really want to see him go nuts and defend himself randomly in the middle of like a parking lot, then <laughs> yeah, I think he's been told to stop doing that, but yet he's still doing it, which is the gift that keeps on giving to us. <laughs> really, if you're bored, just head over there. What is it, Scott? Love after lockup? I think. I mean, I think yeah, it's like yeah, something I really easy. Pretty, okay, I think it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. All right. Anyway, all right. Let's talk about Andrea and Lamar, who uh, are also having drug issues come between them. Andrea they is are. not all about that weed smelling house that Lamar takes her to. Mm-mm. They go over to Dulo's house, and she says, <laughs> "Well, I can't wait to see Dulo." Not. And they walk in, and Lamar smells. And Lamar goes, "Ah, it smells like Bob Marley up in here." <laughs> oh my god. She said, he's like, how great it st- smells. And she's like, it stinks. Everyone is high. And she holds her nose. And he goes, you know, it's legal. It's like having a soda. But, you know, she Excuse walks out Excuse me, the house. sir. No, it is not. <laughs> she right away was like, you know, we're going to have to leave. I'm allergic to the smoke. And then she goes outside and she tells Dulo, you know, I teach Sunday school. And this is my integrity and my standards. And I just won't be around it. So he's very nice. And he apologizes. But the damage is done. Everybody in there is high as a kite. And the house is like Cheech and Chong. And she's like, they leave. And she's like, I'll never go back there. And they get in the car. And Lamar goes, you're the only motherfucker that act like this. Right. And she goes, oh, excuse me, you know, like, I'm a motherfucker. And he says, no, 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 no. And then she says, I need a sister wife. She can go and hang out at the weed house. I'm dead serious. Seriously? When she came up with that speech, I was like, what? The heavens opened. I'm like, can we not have an Andrea Lamar seeking sister wife love after lockup crossover? Like, that would be our jam. How amazing would that be? I mean, she said... She was like, look, the Holy Spirit can't dwell in a house like that. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Lamar and Andrea stay married. She goes back to Utah. So she's just sort of this part-time wife. And wife number two can live in California with him and go to the weed house. And then he can come to Utah on the weekends and go to church with Andrea. And everybody wins. Right. But only if we also make it like a trading spouses triple crossover too and have one of Kermie's wives be Lamar's new trial sister wife. I don't think either one of those girls want to go to the weed house. I, they, of course they don't want to, but if you want to be on TV, you're going. Go, <laughs> Dulo, make them feel at home. Oh, he could call up um, that girl that wanted to be sister wives um, with, oh, help me, the blonde family with the eight kids. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Old man, whatever. Lives in yeah. an air hangar. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. The girl that vol- the girl that wanted to be on that show, she she wouldn't mind going to the weed house. She would not mind going. Remember the one who accidentally had a baby secretly on purpose? Or <laughs> yeah, that was her. That was her. She accidentally <laughs> had that baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys are talking all this shit about me. I yeah. just had a baby. I don't want to tell no one. Oh my god! And her, and because her boyfriend was the head of the Harley Davidson Hell's Angels situation, and yeah. so she couldn't say what his name was. I mean, it was a very easy explanation to follow. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about Brittany and Marcelino. Marcelino is ready to face off with Tito. How do you think that's going to go for him? I'm still telling you right now that Tito is a character straight out of Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. He could just step foot out of that house and onto that show. Um, so, first of all, they talk about Sasha being Zoyle's grandmother. G- grandmother. Godmother. <laughs> Not grandmother. That'd be weird. Um he wants her to pick someone else. Now, all I can see in this scene is how they hung their curtains up right out of the bag and all the curtains have creases across them. And why couldn't they steam out the creases in their curtains? Like it really, really bothered me. And that's just a sidebar. Um, okay. okay. They're comparing the stories of um, her and Sasha. And Brittany was like, Sasha has never done a drug. She never ran the streets. So that makes her better. And, you know, he, and Brittany's like, I think it's a redemption story. And, he says, look, having a felon in your close circle and being the godmother of your child is going to affect your custody case. Exactly. And so just, yeah, she just doesn't see it. And, you know, I'm not on Marcelino's side a lot, but I do think he's right. I agree with you. I mean, poor went out for Sasha. She's our original bunkie. It, we are not condoning the crime she committed. We think she needs to pay for it. We're never doing that. We joke around when we say, like, oh, Sasha, we love her. However, 
I completely agree with Marcelino. She is not thinking straight. She can love Sasha and be her friend from afar. However, she cannot link her up as the godmother if they are fighting for custody of their other child, of her other child. Period. Yeah. I mean, I think she can say, of course, you know, you're my child's godmother, but, you know, officially it ha- through the church or exactly. whatever, it has to be this person. And wait for her to get out, and hopefully she'll get out soon, and, you know, she feels bad for her crimes and all that. But I think that with what they're going through now with Giovanni, they don't need to add this onto it. No, they do not. And also, I mean, hashtag justice for Zoila. Maybe she doesn't want to visit her grandmother in the pen. Or her godmother. Godmother. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm saying grandmother, too. What the hell? Godmother. I wrote down down Godmother, and I still said Grandmother. Oh, my God. Um, So Marcelina goes all badass in his minivan. um, (laughs) That's awesome. It's like me going to Target. (laughs) These motherfuckers. (laughs) So he wants to talk to him about the 50-50 custody. He doesn't like living with uncertainty like he knew what that was like as a kid, and he really thinks if they have him all the time that, you know, it should be reflected on paper, and he, you know, peels up on his minivan. Um, We go to Tito's house. Now, is this the same house that we went to before? I don't feel like it is. I feel like it's a different one. I feel like Tito has downgraded or he was just filming at that house before, but maybe like someone was tied up in a bathroom who actually owned it. Correct. Yes. Uh, um, it could have been his parents. I'm not sure. But right. before I don't, I don't think, I definitely don't think this is the same house. It looks somewhat similar, but like half the size. Exactly. Um, and so I guess the next week we'll see that the two of them have some sort of altercation and, and Brittany's like, I'm going to call the cops, you know, but Tito does not want that. New, no. and we do know. Fast forward if you don't want to hear this, but in real time they do get custody of Giovanni, so that's great. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Oh, sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> way to way to go. Um, <laughs> I right, just figured they over. had. I figured they had fifty fifty. No, I think they got. I think they got full. But, oh, good. Okay. Okay. Anyway, Marcelino doesn't die either because we do see him on the gram. Uh, yeah, but he they they fully go into um, as if they're in a boxing ring, like doing taking like a boxing class. They go into that stance where like one arm up, one arm down, and they're like going around each other in a circle, like put up your dukes, put up your dukes. I feel <laughs> and like, again, the cameraman is like, "What the hell?" Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, what's gonna happen now? Tracy just hit me with the fucking suitcase. Now this guy. <laughs> I feel like Marcelino's superpower, if he was in, uh, have you seen, what is that video game come to life? Oh, Jumanji. Have you seen Jumanji with your kids or by yourself? Not that you'd ever watch that thing by yourself. Um, no. Okay. Well, they all become characters in this, in basically a real life video game (laughs) and they get special powers and there's like some really shitty special powers you can get. One of them is dance fighting. And I feel like that would be Marcelino's (laughs) special power if he were in Jumanji. He could do like Zoolander model poses uh, right. while. Right. Yeah. Like some yeah, of they them do get that. really badass abilities and some of them get like dance fighting. <laughs> but you know that in um, Fortnite, which is that really popular game yes. that, with, the, with the kids, mine also, that that's one of the things you can do to your opponent is like w- instead of you could like take a weapon, you can do this or you could force them to dance. And so while other people are all fighting around you and jumping off buildings and stuff, your character's sitting there doing like the Roger Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clint's special power would be like toughed up, toughed down. Yeah. Yes. You know, I, I won't say too much, but we there was a video that recently came out of Garrett, of Jonna and Garrett. And, <gasps> Girl. and now I, I think we know what Garrett's superpower is. Um, and if only Clint could do that with his tuft. I know. I know. You know, I think he can. I think he can. Because we've no seen more. it change. No we've seen it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's move on. Sarah, Michael, and Megan. All right. Yeah. Let's get the very sweet part of this out of the way because I do want to pay tribute to the fact that Sarah had a beautiful baby and she did it all by herself and that really broke my heart when she was in the hospital, but I was so happy for her when she had a healthy little girl named her Rain, even though Michael came up with the name, and she just looked thrilled. And also Emmy was with her and Emmy is the bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael wants to call in on FaceTime, and Emmy says, look, he screwed up and made bad decisions to end up where he is now, so you don't need to worry about having him on FaceTime. Screw him. And, you know, poor Sarah is like, do you know how embarrassing it is to come into this hospital for the second time, you know, to be having a baby without the husband? And Michael just does a lot of, the system has taken me away from seeing my child. (sighs) And, uh, you know, I was just like, and he's like punching the snow when he's tired of everybody having something to say about it. And I was like, 
you put yourself in this position. I know, right? Nobody does pissed off in a parka like Michael does. Yeah, he's punching the snow and got his whatever around his face for his parka. Um, yeah, next time, Michael and Sarah, like when you're asked, is you ovulating? Like maybe you should take stock of that because that's how yeah. this all happened. If you, know? you is ovulating, you need to wrap it up. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Okay, the most disgusting part of this whole sequence of events to me was Megan, who I now completely loathe. She has turned herself into the complete villain to me who is pissed off when she gets a picture of this beautiful baby that Michael uh-huh. sends her. Uh-huh. And that made all, me really mad. Oh, I wanted to like reach through the screen and just choke her. Okay, not really. No violence. No violence. However, I wanted to be like, are you fucking kidding me, lady? Like, you know you're being filmed right now being like an evil hoe. Yeah. yeah. What I the mean, hell? She says, you know, I haven't talked to Michael since Michigan, and I'm just sort of hoping he's over it. And all I know is my boyfriend's wife is having her second baby. Right. Um, then as, she, gets as the picture, she gets the picture on the phone, and she's she literally goes, what the fuck? I know. I was like, uh, it's not a good look to be rude about a baby. You're, and not her, a good look. her dad, who is a good man, how could he even be allowing this? I, any of this? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. So, you know, then they, then they talk to each other and she says, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I got the picture. Yeah. The baby's cute. And what's the baby's name? And, and she says, um, I guess you really want to go back and be with Sarah and be a happily happy family. And I was like, he is married to her and they do have two children, but he says he has pent up emotions about it. Um, which I don't think is the correct term. Um, but you know, Megan says she's just staying in it. She wants to see how it plays out. Right. Right. No big deal. Great call. Great call. Great, Great call. call. It was even better than the driveway date with no ranch. Hashtag I slept with your friend. Whatever. These um, two. I, Sarah, I'm on team Sarah. 100%. I know she's made terrible decisions when it comes to Michael, but she is the real victim here. If there's going to be a victim. Yes, she's had a part to play in all of it. But these other two, Michael and Megan, they actually deserve each other at this point. Yeah, I mean, when when Sarah got together with Michael after prison, she didn't know anything about Megan. So, Mm-mm. of course, she she sleeps with him thinking this is like her husband who's come home. She didn't know about all this other stuff going on. So, I think that's everybody. But for next week, um, Emmy asked Sarah, why haven't you asked for a divorce? Uh, Father Megan asked Michael if he thinks he should have told Megan he was married. And... Uh, Lizzie tells Scott, I'll take a drug test. If you take a drug test, I'm just waiting for them to be over. And Marcelina wheels up, laying wheels and uh, spitting dirt in his minivan. And Tito says he will be dead before he lets Marcelina have a son. Yep. Yep. So uh, it's going to be dramatic. Clint and Tracy continue to go feral in their hotel room. I didn't see anything about them, and I was like, "What's gonna, does that mean?" Like, we, we know they didn't kill each other, but I mean, I thought we did wonder. see a preview of them. Oh, maybe they just oh, replayed did? the fight. Maybe they didn't show any new footage. They just showed the door slamming again. Yeah, more door slamming, and get the fuck out of here with their six colors of hair. And they really are the jaundiced twins, is their name. They are both the most yellow people I've ever seen. Oh, I know. And then I, I bet we're like treated to a whole scene of the camera crew going to get tetanus shots. <laughs> Jesus. All right, tell us what's coming up on Pain in the Pod. All right, Pain in the Pod. You surprised me, so I'm looking now. Hold on. (laughs) You just had Reality Cray Cray on, Kim and Kyle, which was a really fun episode. I did, and that they were amazing, and my producer tells me that was a very well-received episode, and I was like, of course, everybody loves them, and I got Kyle to uh, imitate Andre for me, so what could be better? (laughs) Um, What did he say? In Moldova, you have baby, you go to the field. Um, okay, so this week, the week of July 24th, I've got um, Out in the Wild is the podcast. But that, yeah, that's this week. Out in the Wild podcast. So that's, of course, we know um, Jess and um, David Yontif, who have that podcast Out in the Wild. They're the ones that did that crazy Kelly Ben Simone interview. And yes. I got, to, yeah, I got to chat with them when I was in New York um, in studio live. And then we did a little Patreon, get a little extra dirt and then i have after that the week of um uh july 28th i have the best neighbors love those girls love them i was on their podcast this week check out best neighbors podcast released this past monday you guys i talked housewives with our friends margo and aaron love them 
I love them so much. And I had the best time talking with them. And I was like, I, I guess I didn't realize they were literally like in an apartment building, like their walls touched. Right. As we should be. But time yes. and space has kept us apart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something. If you post one more picture of the smothered people with their asses hanging out and say that this is me and you, I don't appreciate that. I'm just saying. It's photo opportunities. It's ideas. It's inspiration. You know? Uh, I wonder if we have um, a pink shader or a Patreon person or a bunkie that knows how to, like, put faces on pictures, and they could just put our faces on the pictures of them with their asses hanging out of their pants sure then we don't even need to go into the i was gonna say the photo booth i'm, so, I'm 100 i am 100 the photo booth we don't even need to go get the old still picture taken of us <laughs> and it takes two weeks to develop exactly yeah, yeah. um yeah so, so somebody uh somebody get that going for us and let us know oh my god you can follow uh mary Payne at pain in the pod on all platforms you can follow me at aaron leah martin on all platforms you can join the pink shade with aaron martin facebook group if you're a bunkie and you've joined us on the cell block for over on uh, hey bunkie patreon you can join our other facebook group and same goes for the pink shade patreon we've just got a lot of groups going man lots of groups lots of bunkies lots of pink shade inner circle Lots of Patreon people everywhere. And I got to tell you guys, we, we really appreciate it. You know, we truly do. You're keeping this dream alive and you are helping us set up for even more merch. Yes, it's coming. We are going to be doing big things this fall. Big things. Huge. All right, guys. Uh, until next time, we will curl up what we got. We will gather up our notes and we're going to cover... Part two of the tell-all. We're going to cover next week's Life After Lockup. Don't forget that Love After Lockup with all new couples is going to be, I think that's coming up in end of August or September. It's coming soon. Like it's coming. It's, yeah, it's August, I think. Yeah, maybe, maybe beginning of August. I don't know. It's coming soon. It's going to be awesome. We are going to continue coverage. And when before the 90 days starts, which is the weekend after this one coming up, we are going to cover that on the regular Pink Shade podcast too. Mary Payne, my goddess, I love you. Love you. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye.